Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Penn State fans, you can finally scratch that itch. They got another commit for the class of 2023. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, here on the BWI Daily Edition. A special uh, showing here on the Daily. Normally, Ryan and I talk on Fridays. Quick turnaround with Andrew Rappelier committing to the Nittany Lions on Sunday. He's here to talk about that. So, Ryan, appreciate you uh, double dipping this week for me. It's a big commit. Time for uh, a big show, or at least a big segment, I guess, talking about uh, Andrew. But, uh, yeah, man, this is one Penn State wanted for a while now. So Mm -hmm. I know that they are happy to get this over the line uh, because they wanted him in the first place, right? And then. Things had to get sorted out. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, they're they're very happy with this commitment, and I think Andrew is very happy to be a Nitty Line. Yeah, that it, uh, from everything he said on social media, that seems to be the case. And uh, before we get into Andrew and and his commitment story, which we've done, a, I think you've done a great job of chronicling over the last couple of months here on the daily, and of course over on our Blue White Illustrated YouTube or on our our regular page on our uh, website, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Uh, coming up later on the show, once we're done here, just to give you a quick preview of what's coming up on the rest of the daily, we're going to take a look at the five freshmen that aren't on campus that can have an impact for the Nittany Lions next season because of some things that James Franklin talked about. We'll be getting to that all in just a little bit, but the class of 2023 and the fifth tight end that's come through Ty Howell's room so far. Tell us about the story of Andrew Rappelier and how this all unfolded for the Nittany Lions because it is a bit of a journey. This is a great story if you're looking for like drama and intrigue. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's uh, 
it really kind of started, I would think, in, in August when Penn State started recruiting him. And, of course, he, he got an offer from them. I think it was September 1. Uh, well, that was Andrew's first visit to Penn State. And I'll never forget it because we we had a uh, just a random quick random rest story. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, we had this media availability and he was walking into Haluba and we were all out there. Right. And I had no idea who he was. And I remember standing there with uh, one of our colleagues and we were trying to get photos of him. I had no idea who he was. And then it turns out later in the day, it's Andrew. Andrew Rappelier is on campus. And I was joking with Andrew yesterday. I still have no photos of him and I really needed that photo. And uh, we still haven't accomplished that. But anyway, at the time, I was wondering, you know, who is he? Because, you know, we knew they were in good shape with Joey Schlafler. Uh, we knew Matthias Barnwell was not committed yet at the time, but, it, you know, things were moving in that direction. And it made no sense to me that uh, Penn State was pushing for this other tight end. Of course, I go on to learn that uh, he, he's one of their top tight end prospects in the class. And the more I learn about Andrew, the more it all makes sense because he's a great fit uh, for this program. But to get to actually your, your real point there, uh, T. Frank, is September 1, he gets the offer, comes up, visits. Everything's looking pretty good. He comes back. In no, late November, I want to say November 23rd, I think he had off class, so he came up for a weekday visit. And I, I went on to learn that uh, he was actually seriously considering committing to Penn State around that time. But, uh, you know, like like everybody who has a good family structure around him, they held off. They wanted to visit more, which was the right decision at the time. I would agree with that. Uh, but, of course, things continued to pile up. They already had Matthias and, and Joey committed then. But Penn State, they, they probably would have fitted him in then. Right. We get to Christmas time. Um, Neo Avery, of course, then commits on Christmas Eve, and and that really is what uh, messed this up because because Andrew was absolutely, in my opinion, on pace to commit to Penn State. Uh, I just kind of got that from reading the tea leaves more than anything. You know, just talking to Andrew and and how hard Penn State was pursuing him while already having uh, Matthias and uh, Joey Schlaffer on on board. But yeah, Neo commits, and then of course he Andrew goes on to commit to Michigan and. Uh, you know, Andrew told me yesterday that he actually told Penn State to stop talking to him, which was mm. I, I respect that. Right. Because uh, anybody who wants to be committed and, and you know, stay to the true the school they commit to, uh, you, you got to push away those recruiters at times. And, and uh, you know, he was fully on board with Michigan. But, of course, Jay Harbaugh, who was recruiting the tight ends and recruiting Andrew, he gets shifted to safeties. And then uh, that's kind of where everything started to, to snowball uh, in, in Penn State's direction. Then, so he comes back. Uh, for, for a visit uh, in, in late March. And really, when Andrew announced that he was going to take more visits in March, that's when I, I thought, like, okay, he's coming to Penn State because he, he was fully on board, like I said, with Michigan. Right. Uh, but that, that coaching changed, and then he starts to open the door again and take more visits. And, uh, you know, that's when, personally, I, I thought, okay, Penn State's gonna gonna probably get their guy. So he he you know he visited Penn State, visited Michigan, uh, went to Boston College actually this weekend, and it, it was pretty clear um, that that he's had his mind made up for a little while because he he ends up announcing for Penn State uh, on Sunday, April third, which was you know literally hours after he was at Boston College. So um, big commitment for Penn State. Like I said, this was this was the one that they really worked hard on, and and yeah, they worked. Uh, what's the best way to put it? They they stayed true and committed and. and and really kind of laid out what was happening there because right. I, I, look, they got four guys they all love, right? Matthias, <laughs> right. of course, he he goes on and you know wants to play defensive tackle, which was uh, that was huge. You know, Penn State really felt like that was a good position for him, and yep. uh, you know they're very happy. Matthias uh, kind of saw the light there, I guess. Uh, Neo has since decommitted, but he was going to play defensive end, and it was yep. really just they, hey, they needed to sort that stuff out and. Uh, Andrew Andrew flat out said he was impulsive about it, which I as a as someone who's done this for a long time, I, I like when I hear that from players because yeah. 
you know, so many like they'll they either blame something else or whatever it is. And and I, I just Can I thought that? like that shows maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read this because I, I thought the exact same thing when I read his statement. This is just directly off his Twitter. So if you want to check that out, I'll also throw it up here on the screen. Michigan is a great place with great people. But the reality is I committed too quickly and take full responsibility for that. That's his opening line of his of of him announcing that he's fully committed to Penn State. The last line is I am completely and fully committed to Penn State. My recruitment is closed. So this was very much I mean, everything you just described uh, he, he kind of sums up there with exactly what happened of I was emotional after not being rejected by Penn State, but not well, getting that. He was. Right. He was rejected. And, and you right. know, not because they didn't want him, but because they were full. And, right. And that happens. Right. That happens. I mean, the, the one thing he was telling me in our interview yesterday is that he and his family really learned how much of a business college football is. And I thought like I love that from him, too, because he was really kind of opening up about um, just kind of the ins and outs and how this all works. So. You know, Penn State was the school he really wanted to. And look, I mean, it's not I'm not going to say he didn't want to go to Michigan. Right. Like Michigan right. is an awesome program. I, I think they were they weren't far from Penn State. But but that relationship with how and really, I think how, Penn State's group, the way they recruit as a group, mm-hmm. I think that really had a big part, you know, because he's saying uh, James Franklin reaches out to his family multiple times a week. He's gotten to know multiple recruiting assistants and just the fact that Penn State has gotten to know his entire family, not saying Michigan hasn't. I'm sure right. they, they they did something similar, but but how hard Penn State recruited and that whole group aspect for, you know, whatever it's been months now, uh, that's that's really what what, uh, you know, made him want to be a Nittany line in the first place. So I'm happy the way it worked out for Andrew. You know, I know Michigan fans are probably bummed about it, but uh, this is this was the school he really wanted to be a part of. And I think he's going to be a great fit here too. just getting yep. to know him as a person. I mean, off the field, he's everything you would want um, as far as like a mature from a maturity perspective. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's an interesting way that everything worked out. And you mentioned the way Penn State recruits. So everyone recruits in a certain way, but it's really that signature of Penn State has everyone recruit one guy so that all of these things are a compounding factor. You mentioned he's a great fit at Penn State. 167th player in the nation. And I want to get into a little bit of the film of what I've seen so far. And there's going to be a full T. Frank's film room coming in the next couple of days on Andrew Rappelier. Um some of the differences, obviously, Matthias Barnwell, a jumbo sized athlete when he was at tight end. You've got um, uh, you've got Joey Schlaffer as a pure receiving sort of tight end. Then you've got uh, Neo Avery. And if we're going to get down into the difference between the two and maybe not only did he commit earlier, but uh, a little bit, just a little bigger, a little more explosive, a little more violent. But the best tight end in this class, as far as playing the position is Andrew Rappelier. His film is awesome. I love the way he runs routes. Just watch the way he drags his toe there. That is a that's a professional level turn for a guy who's pretty big, somewhere between 6'4, 6'5, 225 pounds. Plays in line too. Now, this is an area where you're not going to see on his highlight film. I think he lunges a little bit as a blocker. Needs to get a little bit better there. But how many tight ends and and young linemen in general need to get better the effort the tenacity the execution are there uh and i I love the way he plays football he has a a mentality about him and he has skill as a receiver so i think he can be maybe that h-back sort of role brenton strange plays but really i think what he is is he's going to be the best receiver at tight end probably since pat fryer moved to come through here uh, as far as his technical ability out of the gate 
Another New England tight end, another guy that can run routes, get open, and is explosive with the ball in his hands. I think he can be a really balanced, complete tight end. Again, maybe not as big as some of those other guys from a frame stature, maybe not as explosive or violent, but he plays hard, and he's got skills to play on, you know, inline, H-back, slot. He's got so much stuff that I really like on film. So Penn State getting, again, the 167th player in the nation from Andrew Rappelier. Anything else you want to wrap up before we get out of here? I know we got to get you going. We're already comparing him to Pat Fryermuth. It's a, uh, it's a. Great, I feel bad for you, Andrew. You got some, you got some high uh, bar to, to live by. But no, I mean there are some comparisons there. Uh, yeah. It makes sense. The the one last thing I would say is he gave me an awesome line that I threw at the end of the story. He said, "There's there's something about Happy Valley that feels like home." You know, it seems to happen to a lot of people. They go there and they fall in love with it. And I just thought, man, fans are going to love that about you because there's so many. Um, I mean, so many of my friends, I grew up kind of in the area, but so many of my friends, uh, you know, who came from outside of Pennsylvania, um, you know, they come here for school and, and that's that's kind of how it works out. So uh, he's going to be a great fit for here, though, just off the field. The, there's so much to like. Uh, he, he really understands um you know, the, the importance of leadership, maturity, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, just, it's not just about football, you know, there, there's some other things that, um, you know, play a big part in, in how successful he will be. So great fit for Penn state. Uh, I'm happy to wait, worked out for Andrew and uh, looking forward to get to know him more because we have only had a handful of interviews with him. Uh, he doesn't really do a lot of seven on sevens or camps or any of that stuff. So I think we'll be making a trip to Milton Academy at some point in the future. All right. Uh, if you're driving, I'll come with you. Because I, I love watching him play football. I love watching him play football. So if I get to see him in person, yeah, why not? Uh, Andrew, thanks. let's do some camps, man. Come on. <laughs> Andrew, I hope you're watching this. I meet us, I meet us halfway. To come closer to us. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, we'll figure it out. We're definitely going to go see him at some point. All right, Ryan Snyder here on the BWI Daily Edition. Don't forget, check him out on the recruiting show coming up tomorrow. More about Andrew Pellier on that one. Rappelier on that one. And then, of course, bluewhiteillustrated.com is where you get the full inside information on everything that went down, all the articles that Ryan has uh, written on Andrew. And a great way, by the way, to go and see all the information is check him out in the On3 database. What I do is I just put Andrew Rappelier On3 into Google. That comes up, and then you can see all the stories he that we've written about him, that Michigan's written about him. You get all that backstory, and when it comes out, T. Frank's Film Room will be there as well. Ryan, thanks so much. Of course. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Once again, thanks to Ryan Snyder for coming on the BWI Daily Edition talking about Andrew Rappelier. If you want to get more on Penn State recruiting, make sure you subscribe, bluewhiteillustrated.com. You get uh, 12 months of access for exactly $1. And the best stuff, some of the best stuff, and I, I don't mean to take anything away from the other guys I work with or even what I do, but the inside recruiting information is really, really great stuff. And you only get it 
Blue White Illustrated on our lines and message board and in the premium content article. So sign up for just a dollar. Link is the first one in the description of this video. Okay, so let's get into what we want to talk about today here on The Daily, which is something that piqued my interest James Franklin mentioned last week. Penn State head coach James Franklin met with the media and said this about young freshmen playing early in their careers. One of the things I think we're doing a better job of, which I think I've mentioned to you guys before, is, and I'm ashamed to say it, but taking advantage of the Zooms now. So, like, the guys at home, like Deny, you know, Deny's not able to be here right now, but we're able to meet with him. Um, so now he's got a chance mentally to be as far along as these guys are, and now it's just the physical aspect. So I think we got more guys in this class than we probably had, you know, that I think can play as, as freshmen. James. So that's interesting to me, and it's something that James Franklin has alluded to of using Zoom more efficiently, but he hasn't ever been specific to say we're teaching freshmen that are committed but are still in high school. It's not something that he's talked about previously, and I, I, I think that that's brilliant, and it does change some things, I think, from a evaluation standpoint about players that could have the opportunity to play early, but my stock answer is football's really hard. It doesn't matter the position, the depth of, of information you need, you need to know, and the length of time it takes to absorb all of it, there is a learning curve. So shortening and flattening that learning curve is always what it's about, and if you use Zoom, there are guys in this class that I think can contribute early. Now, we're not going to talk about today on this show uh, the JUCO players like Tyrese Mills, who has already played football at the college level. Uh, we're talking about true freshmen, guys that are in high school right now. We're also not talking about guys that are on campus because they're not in high school right now learning on Zoom. So your uh, Nick Singletons, Katron Allens, Caden Saunders, all those guys, they're on campus, they're learning, they're already getting that that learning curve bent and broken by being on campus. So when James Franklin talks about a lot of guys physically in this class that can contribute, we're going to take a look at those guys that are not here. And uh, it would be disingenuous to start anywhere else other than the guy James Franklin mentioned when he talked about contributing early in his example. Deny Dennis Sutton, five-star defensive end, starting at the top of the class and working our way down a little bit. And uh, Dennis Sutton, you can see here on film, fast, physical, six foot five, 255 pounds, freight train of a human, also technically great at his position. So there's advanced of, I know the position, I'm talented, now it becomes, do I know the defense? Do I know how to fit in there? And even at defensive end, which you can throw guys on the field, and have them rush the passer, you still need to know some stuff about where you fit in the defense, how you're supposed to rush the passer, which one's your rushing lane, how to adjust, all those things. So, Deny Dennis Sutton absolutely has a chance to play early in his career, not just because of his physical tools, but also because he's learning the defense right now. So, that's a big one right off the bat because Penn State needs pass rushers. The next guy on this list, and I, I would not have believed you, if you told me I was going to say this name about a year and a half ago, because Abdul Carter, linebacker from LaSalle College High School, his junior season did not look like what you're seeing here. Was unsure, was tentative, didn't look like he really knew the position all that well. You know, the talent was physical, but it wasn't coming through because of the mental lag. Talked to him here on the Daily Edition last week, and he told us, I learned in that, you know, in that interview, it was his first year playing linebacker. He played defensive end, he played running back before. He was learning the position on the fly. So playing the way he did, 
in retrospect, is pretty impressive. And then what you see here, these highlights, these plays from his senior season, I think he was probably one of the most impressive players in uh, the Catholic League schools out in uh, the Philadelphia area. He was one of the most dominant players in a really dominant league. And you can see here all of that size, physicality, speed, explosiveness, they all come through. The instincts are all there because he learned the position. He did the hard work of dedicating himself to learn the position, to know the nuances, the tips and tricks, get the depth of knowledge to then play fast. And all those physical skills show up. So another player and a key position that Penn State could have come on the football field and play early on defense. Now, the one caveat is, of the positions we're going to talk about, it might be the hardest. There's two or three that we'll get to, but Mike Linebacker setting the fronts, communicating with the secondary, being a vocal leader, that's ideally who you want. A true freshman coming in in the fall, that's a tough one for him to, to especially not start, but to play, physically he can do it. He knows the position now. It's about learning the defense, and all these guys don't have to unlearn Brent Pry's defense. They're all learning it fresh, so there's 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 no untraining to go along with it. And if there's one guy that I think is dedicated to it, because another thing I learned talking to Abdul Carter is he might be the most serious person I've ever spoken to. He likes football, football, hitting people, football, and weightlifting, from what I could gather. Oh, also playing chess, so he's a very, very tactical young man. Next guy on this list physically probably is in the top two. But again, offensive line is very hard. But Vega Ioane, six foot three, 330 pounds, looks like an NFL lineman. Forget a college lineman. He's just, he is a runaway freight train. He is a grizzly bear on the prowl. He is big, strong, athletic, moves well in every direction. And I think he's pretty good as far as, you know, his technique of pulling, using his hands well, pad level I don't really have any qualms with his game so then it becomes the technique that Phil Troutwine wants him to use and then some of the other nuances of playing offensive line communication protections and things you don't even think about in the run game of okay does he know that in inside zone if the defense shifts to this front he's got to change his launch point and what he's aiming at or does he how does he work with guy x or what does he do here there's a lot of nuance to the offensive line, which is why it's hard to get five great players. But from a physical perspective and a technical perspective, sure, there's some technical things he could probably clean up, but he's pretty close. And then physically, another guy James Franklin talked about is somebody who can come in early from a physical standpoint and contribute. Now, the next guy we're going to talk about, I, I don't think it's safety per se, but K.J. Winston, to me, is a guy that can play early and 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 I mean I don't think it's safety because James Franklin talked about playing with four safeties that they feel really good about on the roster already but KJ Winston is a safety prospect coming in six foot one two uh, 191 pounds really physical player you can see here big strong got faster his senior year I think he's got a great profile and he could he could play that field linebacker safety hybrid position this fall. Now, I'm not saying he could start. Jonathan Sutherland is going to be that guy. But there are reps to be had. And he's a guy from a physical standpoint can handle playing downhill. He shows that on his film. You're seeing a lot of these highlights where it's just him playing in space, making interceptions. He's a smart football player. His junior film, especially, that dug into was 
exceptional. So from a football intelligence standpoint and a size standpoint, he checks these boxes. And then I think that field linebacker position could be a great introduction because remember, this is a place that Penn State's played young players in the past anyway of playing that Sam linebacker field position. It's a little bit more specific of a skill set, a little more specific of a place. And like I said, there are reps that need players. Now, Jamari Budden is going to be a uh, is going to be in the conversation here. And then we mentioned Tyrese Mills, the JUCO transfer. That's another area where he could maybe come in and be a part of the conversation as well. But whoever gets here first and whoever understands the defense and whoever is doing this at a high level, that's the guy that's going to see more reps. And KJ Winston has the profile that he can do that. Now, the last guy we're going to mention here. Forget what I just said about the safety position. And they got four guys and there might not be any reps, but when it comes to Christian Driver, I am not going to rule him out because his instincts for the position are great. Watch him trigger downhill on these plays. His recognition and his football intelligence are great. I think his physical tools are good. He might have to get a little bit bigger, but if he plays that field safety position, he just has to have the range. Plays around the box a lot, so you feel confident about that. And then his dad's an NFL player, and I don't always want to come back to that. I don't always want to lean on that in evaluation, but if you're talking about I need to learn football, there are worse players you could learn from. There are worse people in the world you could learn from. So I think that's already shown up in his film evaluation. It then becomes how does he absorb the information at another really hard position? Safety is another hard position. You don't see as many players come in and play early at that position as you do some of the other ones, like defensive end um, and that Sam linebacker position. So Christian Driver's on our list because of the player he is, maybe not the position he plays. Now on the flip side, almost didn't mention him, but honorable mention here is going to be uh, Cam Miller, the cornerback out of Florida, because athletically, he can hang. He's a very talented football player. He might be a part of special teams, if nothing else. And then secondarily, corner is a position that you can come in and play early. Penn State and James Franklin have not been shy about that in the past. It's just that he's only been playing the position for one year. So does he have overwhelming talent Positional skills is the learning curve of learning corner too much to then learn the defense as well. I want to see a little bit more from him in training camp. I want to see a little bit more from him early in the season, get a better feel for where he's going to fit into that position where they've got three guys, but there are some snaps he could eat up at one position at one point or another early in the year if he can overcome a couple of different challenges, but he is a really talented athlete, so he is going to get honorable mention here. Is there somebody else that you think I should have mentioned? Leave a comment on the video with who you think can play early for Penn State football from this freshman class thanks to the revolution in technology. That'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. Thanks again to Ryan Snyder for coming on the show, talking to us about Andrew Rappelier. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening to the outro music, you like the video, give the video a like. Subscribe to Blue White Illustrated. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first 
$5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.